Hello, everybody. We are Ken and Lisa Henderson. We'd like to welcome you to the Faith Works Podcast, and thank you for tuning in. We are going to be looking into the lives of ordinary people, and we'll be examining how faith in God is working in their lives and how it will work in yours. We are very excited to bring you testimonies, release prophetic words, and examine scripture, which will cause your faith in Jesus Christ to grow. Thanks again for joining our conversation. Welcome to the Faith Works Podcast. We have a very special guest today, and it's a friend of mine that I have known forever since high school. We played football together, and we're not going to get into those stories today. <laughs> but at the same time, we just want to introduce you, perhaps, or some of you may know him, as, as Chris Musgrove. And his ministry is Future Now, and Chris has an amazing, amazing ministry that is doing just profound things throughout the land, really, and primarily anymore in South Georgia. North Florida, and South North Georgia. And, and so we're going to get into discussing that today. We just want you to listen in and really enjoy what he's going to tell us because this man is all about soul winning. And I'm, I'm really impressed with what he does. So thank you for joining us. And thank you for just, having me. This is wonderful. And we just we want to, to share with people what you do. And so just to kick it off, we're going to be talking about your book at some point in time today that he just released, and it's awesome. I read it in one sitting. Wow. And uh, for me, that's a big deal yeah, because uh, I'm, I have a, a, a touch of dyslexia. And for me to sit down and read anything through like that, it was, it was very interesting and very motivational. And so I immediately, after reading his, which I, I get also... And you can talk about this too. Your your daily stir, which is is a devotional that comes in every day, and I read that. And so perhaps you'll want to join him and and get that sent to you. And he sends that out every day, and it's an amazing thing. So uh, when I read the book, I just thought, man, we got to have you down. So welcome. Wow. I'm gonna kind of let you tell us about what Future Now is and what it's doing today. Well. Um I'll encourage everyone uh, before we get off the air to talk about the book and how they can get it because it kind of tells the story. Uh, uh, we went to high school together, uh, live in Florida, Swanee County, and I, the, the story starts out, uh, I, I was, uh, of course, uh, we talked about this this morning, uh, about seventh grade, we just kind of checked out, you know, and then I got to ninth grade and just drugs, alcohol. Uh, I was a class clown. I, I say that was the only thing I accomplished in high school. I got voted to class clown and I, I realized I didn't get one scholarship for that. Not one. <laughs> you know? And uh, I moved to uh, Tallahassee, Florida. I went to college. I always say my parents, when we're in the schools talking to students, I, I say my parents told me, you're either going to join the military, get a job, or go to college. And I was like, I ain't joining no military. And I don't want to work. I just, I just want to party. you know. So I said, college, we'll just keep going to school. And I, my SAT score I, I tell people, it's funny, I say, I think my counselor at Florida State was dyslexic and got the score backwards because it was about a 600 or something, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, anyway, I, I, I didn't even qualify to get there, but I somehow I got accepted. But my first semester at, at Florida State, I made three Fs and a D. My second semester, I made three Fs and an F. <laughs> I, I could count as four Fs. So uh, I was kicked out of college uh, right around that same time. I'd, I'd, Lost my driver's license, too many tickets. I'd been arrested. And then the, the, just the drugs and alcohol. And it was just one big party. But um, 
uh, someone shared the gospel with me. It was my oldest brother. He'd gotten saved during the whole charismatic movement in the in the late seventies, middle seventies, and uh, he left a book, a little book by Kenneth Hagen. Uh, it was called uh, Words. Left it in my apartment. And listen, I didn't do any reading. Thank God it was a mini book. Amen. It was a small book. I read the book, and in the back of the book, it had a place to receive, to pray the prayer, Romans ten nine and ten, to just pray that word to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. And I'm I'm telling you. I don't think I even knew a Christian in Tallahassee, Florida. I got got born again. Um, we moved. moved uh, I started going to a little Assembly of God church there. Steve Hill was my youth pastor, and uh, which from the Brownsville revival. In fact, Jerry wrote a forward in the book, which was a blessing. But um, I remembered something my high school uh, teacher had told me. My ninth grade teacher, uh, Shirley Albright, she said, "Chris, you have a gift of you're a, you're a, a motivator. You're an encourager." Uh, I think you'd be a great writer, or a speaker, a uh, great communicator. She actually said, I'm, I didn't even know what communicator meant. <laughs> that's, a, that's got more than one syllable. I can't, I can't even. So, but, um, and the crazy thing now, people that went to high school with me, they can't believe they allow me into public schools to talk, talk to kids. But I, I, I did. I went back to a community college, got my two-year degree, went back to Florida State and got my four-year degree. And at that time, I think I was, I was the first member of my family to ever get a degree, and we ended up going to, uh, went, uh, moved home, and me and my sister both, who had come to Florida State, I was such a bad influence on my sister, she, she I mean, she went from doing nothing to doing drugs, it was a pretty, she, she had to get out of there, and uh, she ended up going to college later on, but we both, uh, we, we moved to Tulsa, Oklahoma, went to Rainbow Bible Training Center back in 1983, and uh, that was a big deal. We didn't never, you know, Swanee County folks didn't go much, no. you know. <laughs> Moving to Oklahoma was a big deal. We moved there in 83, graduated in 85. We both graduated. She she came home, went back, went to Florida, uh, went to Valdosta State after that. And I, I became youth pastor at the church at Melody and Live Oak and was there. I was there probably about several years. I think I was there about five years. And I met a, a young man by the name of Steve McCark, who was working with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And he had asked me if, we, if I would help facilitate an event that we, they were wanting to do in the schools. It's kind of a back to school, what, what do you call that? Uh, Red Ribbon Week, you know, where they talk about drugs and say mm-hmm. no to drugs. And they, they wanted to do Brantford, Mayo, Jasper, Madison, and Live Oak in five days. And, I, and we'd been doing a lot of youth rallies and things. So I said, I'll help, I'll help put that together. Now, that wasn't me speaking. That was just me helping facilitate. So they brought a guy in by the name of, uh, I contacted a guy that I knew from Bible school that was in a, a ministry that traveled and sang. His name was Ferris Hill. And he knew a guy by the name of Joseph Jennings, who was kind of like Mr. T. He was a big, tough guy, had bullet holes. He could show you where he'd been shot and stabbed. He come, came from, like I think, South Bend, Indiana is where he grew up. But we brought him in for, for uh, five days, and we were in five schools in five days. Now, we did the middle schools and the high schools because we'd just go in using their PA system. This guy would rap a little bit, and then Joseph Jennings would get up and tell his story, and just an unbelievable story, just crazy. But um, at the end of those five days, we had an event at the Swanee County Coliseum in Live Oak. You know, there was no heat and air back then. They actually put air conditioning in that place. Wow. They recently did that, which is pretty amazing. It was, it's, I think it would sit 2,200 people, and that night it was filled. It was filled. And we, you know, we'd planned this thing, but we just, you know, we didn't have enough folks. We, we had about 20 counselors, and we did the invitation that night to receive Jesus, and 400 people responded. Wow. 
400 people responded to the invitation. And I'm telling you, the, the, I think the population of the city of Live Oak is about 9,000. Yeah. But we had about a fourth in that building that night. Wow. wow. And, I, and you, know, I'm a, I'm, you know, I'm just a redneck boy from North Florida. I'm sitting there thinking, if we can get 2,200 people to show up to, at an event in Live Oak and 400 people get saved, boy, this, we, we can do this anywhere. You know, you know and, and on, on the water tower in Live Oak, it says Dead Oak. You know, they, yes. they change the world. So people used to make jokes about, you live in Dead Oak when they yeah. come, yeah. come, come to Tallahassee, some of my roommates in college. But um, I just got to, I just tell people, I don't know how to describe it. This may not, my wife laughs at me when I say, I, I got pregnant with a vision mm-hmm. to see this happen all over the place. And, uh, and once again, I, I didn't know what to do with that I just would I would share it with minister friends I'd share it with missionary friends I'd share it with some of my family and they'd say well what do you why don't you do that you can be like the power team I was like power team I couldn't break a, a rotten hoe handle you know what I mean so <laughs> I, I, I you know I was talking guys breaking bats and blowing up hot water bottles I couldn't blow, hard, hop a balloon you know but I, I thought I can't do that but years later we were um, we'd been invited to England to be a part of a uh, uh, to help out with some missions. There was a pastor in Scotland and a pastor in England. And, I, and once again, I'd never been anywhere like that. That was a big deal for us. So we took a group of probably about, uh, uh, t- I think it was eight teenagers. We did music, drama, and uh, two adults, me, my, actually three, me and my wife and one other guy. And we t- went over there, and, and, and I'd never been to that part of the world, but I'm telling you, it's dead, spiritually. Yeah. In fact, we were in a room with 120 teenagers, and only one one child knew John 3.16. Now, I know I make jokes about the, you can go to New York City and the pimps and the prostitutes know John 3.16, you know. <laughs> We're a gospel-covered country, gospel-laden country, which is good. But we just got to start living the gospel, you know what yeah. I mean? So uh, we went into this, uh, we, we, we'd go into uh, churches and we'd go into parks and we'd go, and, and nobody was coming to these meetings. So finally this, the pastor said, why don't we go into this one school in Liverpool and we can go there and we can uh, do this event. And I thought, wait a minute, we do. We talk about Jesus, we sing about Jesus, we preach about Jesus, and um, we can't go into public school. And she goes, well, I talked to the the, um, the principal, whatever they call him over there, and he said, you could do that, you know. And I said, well, we can, but I don't want to get in trouble. I don't want to go to some English prison or whatever. <laughs> no. She goes, no, I assure you, it's going to be fine. And when we got there, the principal said, you can even do a, you can do an invitation, or you can do it. He called it a plea or a bid. I wasn't sure what that meant, but he says, you know, an altar call. And I go, okay. So we did. We got up there. We did our program. At the end, we did an invitation, and a young man got out of his seat and proceeded down to the front. And I could tell he was being moved, tears streaming down his face. And uh, and I'd never seen anything like this because I'd never been in a school, especially in England. But the students started laughing. This is a school that one of the Beatles was, yes, yes. Yeah, was actually. We were. We they they told us that John Lennon had gone to this school, and 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 they had told me that at the beginning, and it was old. I mean, the, the wooden steps had that were wore like rounded from kids walking up the stairs. Wow. That is, I mean, you're talking maybe 1700s, I guess, eight uh, late 1700s, somewhere in there. But it was an old school. We talk about old school. That was old school, you know. So we get there, and uh, I don't know what to do. I, I'm. I'm when I, I was writing this book, my sister was helping me. She goes, how do you describe that? I was like, I don't know. I wanted to take my shoe off and throw it just as hard as I and hope I hit him in the head. <laughs> hit somebody because laughing at somebody receiving Jesus, right. that's just, I was very, very upset. 
And it just proves that you can be mad and you can be angry, but the Holy Spirit can still use you. Wow. So out of that anger, I just started yelling, hey, hey. And they got quiet. Once they got quiet, I ain't got a clue what I'm going to say. Like, why are we all doing that? You know, you bunch of jerks. I didn't say that. I said, they tell me that John Lennon went to this school. And then I'm thinking, what am I doing? And my guys are looking at me, what is he going to do now? And, and I got their attention. I said, but, and John Lennon said that the Beatles would be more popular than Jesus Christ. But John Lennon is dead and in his grave. But Jesus Christ rose from his grave. And wow. that's what this young man came to receive. And I'm telling you, I, I got, a, I got, I about, I got right 10 hand. witnesses that will tell you that about two-thirds of those kids got out of their seats and walked down to that altar. In fact, I, I, there's some pictures in the book that we took forever to find, but we finally rounded up some pictures. I think it took more time getting the pictures than it did writing the book. But um, out of that, one of the young ladies in my group, her name is April Sanchez, and she came up to me and she said, Pastor Chris, when we get back to Florida, we got to do this. And I said, honey, it's against the law to do what we just did in the state of Florida. And she, here's what she said. She says, isn't there anything we can do? Well, I'm telling you, my baby jumped in the womb. You know, my, yes. my, I felt my baby jump. Your I think T.D. Jakes yeah. got a message. Somebody does. <laughs> yeah. uh, what makes your baby jump? Well, that made my baby jump. But well, that was in 1998. The, the first thing where I got the vision was in 90. That's nine years. Yeah. You tell people this story, and they go, man, I ain't got nine years. Well, yeah, you do. You, you, you'll be surprised. I'm talking to, most of the time I'm talking to, you know, 6th, 7th, 8th, you know, 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th graders, 18 at the most. And uh, so, you know, you got plenty of time. You're young. But we got back to Florida, and, and in, in three years, I think in 2001, it was three years later, we finally kind of pulled Jesus out of everything because you can't talk about Jesus. So we, we did drama, music, and everything was just kind of, it was popular, upbeat stuff. It wasn't bad stuff. It just wasn't Christian, you know, about vision and purpose and loving one another, you know. And uh, we were, we were going to do a rally in Jasper, Florida. I thought, well, they don't know me real good in Jasper, and that's far enough away. It's a small school. If we mess up, we won't do a lot of damage. <laughs> and, uh, and they canceled at the last minute. If something came up, they canceled. And I got a phone call. I actually was talking to Clyde Spearn, who was the principal at Swanee mm -hmm. High School. And he said, Chris, I want you to come in and do a pre-prom rally at Swanee High School. I said, there ain't no way I'm coming to Swanee High School. I'll go anywhere but there. And he said, no, no, I'll get the, all the students, all the 9th through 12th grade, we're going to do a pre-prom rally. That's usually a bad time. We're going to talk to them about drinking and alcohol and drugs and give them a good positive message. And then you can invite them to come back that night through the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, which is equal access. I get people all the time, you can't do that. Because if it's a club on campus, they have equal access to be able to invite stuff to stuff after hours. So what we did, we did it, I, I don't know, there was probably how many ever students at Swanee High School. That night, about 350 students came back, and I think we had 30 people responded to the invitation. Wow. Now, that wasn't, wasn't 2,200, but we didn't have that many students to pull from. But after that event, a year later, we, we have a, a, a lady that I was real good friends with, Judy Summerall. She lives down in Cross City. She got a hold of the principal in Dixie County. A year later, we were invited to Dixie County. Then somebody in Brantford, we want you to come to Brantford. Then we want you to come to Mayo. We want you to come to Perry. Can you come to Lake City? And it just began to expand. So all, all those places are right around Swanee County, which, yeah. which is where Live Oak yeah, High yeah. School is. Yeah, if, if, you're, if you're not familiar, that's the, the North Florida, North Central Florida area. And um, it, it's funny, you just made me think of something. We, we, were, um, we had been at the church, so you, we, were, we were there from 85, so 98, well, 2001, what, what is that? 
can't do the math. That's about 16 years. We were in the middle of building a new building. I think we started in 2000. Mm. I've been working for 16 years to get a youth facility. And we went to Willie George's place out in Oklahoma, Church on the Move. We had the basketball goal, the stage, the lights, we everything. We had all this set up. And all of a sudden, we got a call that they wanted me to be an interim pastor at a church every May where my wife was from. And I was like, well, I can do interim. And we felt like the Lord was leading us to move, but we didn't know where. But I, I told my wife, I said, I felt like the Lord said we we're supposed to do this. She goes, you're not called the pastor. I said, well, it's interim. You know, interim is temporary. temporary. There you go. I can do temporary. Well, we temporary. were there. We So we left in 2002. We moved to Mayo. We were there two years. And and then the youth pastor, that the pastor at Melody Now, Darren Baldwin, was one of my youth, and he became the youth. He had called me. He says, I want to come. This is just a, I don't I think this is in the book, I believe. He called and said, I feel like we're supposed to come to Live Oak. And his pastor, Pastor Frank, said, don't come. There ain't nothing here for you. He was in New Jersey. Him and his wife were youth pastors. And, and that's Pastor Frank's daughter, Laura. So I said, no, um, I think he needs to come. He goes, why? He goes, because we're fixing to go to Mayo. And he goes, why? You know, he was like, but, but. Uh, they moved into a brand new youth facility, and they knew a lot of the kids. Anyway, it was really a turnkey operation, but God used him, and it was really a great transition. But we moved to Mayo. We were there two years, and in two years, we did seven schools. And my wife was at a conference in Destin, Florida. It was a, it was a women's conference. I can't, I can't remember the name of. It. They do it out there every year, and it was on. It was on, your your destiny. You know, you're living out your destiny, and. She came home, she goes, what's your destiny? What's your dream? What you're supposed to be doing? And I said, we're supposed to be in those schools. And she goes, and what are we doing, Pastor? And so it was in June of 2004, we resigned the church, and we moved back to Live Oak, and, and we weren't there very long until the Lord led us to Valdosta. And, uh, and the minute, Talk about that for just a second, because yeah. I think that you, were, when, when you weren't really looking to move at all. No. And somebody walked up and knocked on your door, is that correct? Well, no, somebody called and said, um, well, I'm preaching the book probably. That's okay. Maybe they'll go read it now. (laughs) But uh, we were in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. I was at a meeting, and uh, Pastor Kenneth Hagin Jr., uh, he he pointed at me. He he didn't really remember my name. He's looking at me, and he's kidding his head, and he goes, Future Now. He called me Future Now. Somebody said, Chris Musgrove. Yeah, Chris Musgrove. He said, the Lord said you're about to make a move, but you need to be real sensitive because you could miss it if you're not real sensitive. And I was like, well, that's that's a pretty specific word, you know, and I'm thinking, he never called me out before. So I, anyway, we came home. We were at my, we were back at our old house, and, and we were tried to sell the house a few times, and we finally just, uh, in fact, the youth pastor at the Church of God was actually renting it. Okay. We, he was, he'd moved in, him and his wife. And, um, that that's the tr- that was my home. Yeah, that was church. his home yes. church. So I yeah. church of God. The youth pastor was was renting it, and we um we ended up uh, they they we moved back home. I think they had moved or something. We moved back home, got in the house, and somebody called me one day and said, "We want to buy your house," and I said, "Well, our house is not for sale." And I and man, that word came up in me, and I went, "Wow." I go, maybe maybe we are supposed to sell. They said, "Why don't you come over?" I said, "I got a meeting tomorrow in Valdez, Georgia." Went and met with a pastor, uh, L.A. Joiner, who's there. Um, at the time, and he said, uh, man, we could use some evangelism in Valdosta. Why don't you move over? And we'd been going to church because we knew the Lord had told us not to go back to Melody. And there was a reason. It wasn't like we weren't mad at anybody. We just didn't want to get in the way. You were a youth pastor for 17 years. Well, that ain't the way Ken would do it. That ain't the way Lisa would do it. Mm-hmm. So we just, we knew we weren't supposed to be there. And we had a word there, kill the ox and burn the plow, from two different people 
in one week's period, he gave my wife that word and gave me a word. Wow. Mm. Uh, and those people weren't even connected. We were just in a meeting with a woman that gave her that word, and she, she goes, wow, am I in the book? She goes, well, you're not in the book. We did talk about the word. <laughs> we couldn't remember who gave us the word, and then right. my wife remembered. But so we knew we weren't supposed to go back there, so we were driving to Church of Valdosta, so we just moved. And you got to understand, it was right in the middle of that whole real estate was exploding. I, that was, what, what year was that, Two thousand. 2004, 2005, mm-hmm. I told somebody we crossed over the way because we sold our house and got, I, I didn't even know you could get that much money for a house. <laughs> and we had a few acres. And then we bought a house that the price was still really low. I mean, the Lord's, the, that's God's timing. Yes. God, you may, you may say, I don't really have the finances. I don't really have the, 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 the withal to do what I want to do, the wherewithal. I don't have the supplies or we don't have the, I'm telling you, God's, He's way bigger than all that. Yes. Because we crossed over that, and it was almost like, wow, what what just happened? And and um, but we, like I said, we could have missed it. But we were sensitive. So when we when we got to Valdosta, the ministry just it. I can't. I don't know how to describe it. It just exploded. There was a couple that I had met in Lake City that were youth pastors. They were from Valdosta. They moved to Valdosta uh, because of getting involved in our ministry. And we were at a school, and the school just exploded up one one night. As, I, I don't know, hundreds of kids were getting saved. And this couple just said, we're coming to work for you. And I said, you are? Yeah. I said, well, I don't know if we can pay. We don't care. We're coming. Yeah. And that's the kind of, it's just faith and supernatural faith and supernatural favor. Uh, a guy came on board, a, a, a guy that had just sold a business for millions and millions of dollars. And he said, um, and I had met him. He was a smart man, obviously. You don't make millions and millions of being dumb. And he became our chairman of our board. And literally within just a few days, and, and Lori Barker, who was the couple I was telling you about, Brinson and Lori, Lori was a bookkeeper. She was like, we didn't have a bookkeeper. She became, she had an, an accounting degree. We had a bookkeeper. We had a chairman of our board. Within one week, we were praying for the finances that we needed. A man called me out of Florida. He said, I'm, I'm flying my airplane. It was just a small plane. Flew it. He said, I want to meet with your bookkeeper, and I want to meet with your CEO, the, the chairman of your board. I was like, oh, I do have a chairman of the board, and I do have an accountant. And and he walked out of there that day after meeting her, and she was sharp, and the chairman of the board was sharp. They rode off on the truck, and he came back. He said he's going to give us $100,000 for the next year. He's splitting it up, uh, I think it was $8,300 a month. No, that ain't right. Yeah, that's right, something like that. I'm not real good in math. That's why I made three Fs in a D. Anyway, I have a sister. She's in a, she can she. She runs the numbers for me. But anyway, she's not here today, yeah, so yeah, this yeah, is what yeah, we have. It. So um, anyway, well, actually, but, she is here. But well, she's not on camera. Yeah. But anyway, that that it was um, unbelievable. We, in fact, for years, we never got a gift like that, even after that. Mm. Um, just up until just the last few years. So, I mean, that's a there's no way. You, that's God. There's no way. You, I ain't that good. I ain't that smart. You know, I'm just telling you, it was just amazing what God's done. And it, it, that was a setup. It was, okay. It was. God, okay. God, God always sets us up for success if we look for it. Yeah. A lot of times we, we don't really look for it. And so he was sending you people that you needed ahead of the need so that when the need arose, they would already be in place. And yes. so amen. That's, amen. That's amazing. Yeah, you know, I, I did read the book, and so we, we, we're going to actually, you know, show you. So you're thinking of stuff I'm not thinking of. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and amazing book, I think that you need to share. But but one of the things that impressed me was Terry was believing for a specific type of house. 
and 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 it kind of I think if I read it if I remember right, it was stretching your faith to to get that. So not only did God um, provide for you in advance on this other setup, but He was also setting you up and stretching your faith through your wife. Yeah, it, you know, being a youth pastor, uh, we just real we we were counting the other day how many people had lived with us, uh, pregnant girls. People that just didn't have a place to go, kids that were half on drugs or whatever, um, people that were displaced, uh, whatever we had to do. And we, I think it was about 80 people in about 35 years. But at that point, we, the kids were always bunking up. There was two kids in one room or somebody, a, a teenager staying in the room with them or they got a crying baby in the room next door. So my wife, it was just a desire of her heart to have a, a five-bedroom house, one for us and one for all of my four kids. And, and she was standing on Ephesians 3.20, exceeding abundant above all you can ask and think. And I was just praying one day as we were getting ready to move. I said, because I started looking at the cost of houses from Live Oak to Val Austin. And we looked at five-bedroom houses? I don't think so, you know. I mean, I, and, and, you know, and that's ridiculous. God's done all these things. But, you know, we complain about the children of Israel. Like, what, what was that problem? Like, yeah, we got the same problem. Yeah. So I was, I, was, I was just praying one day, and the Lord said, he said, if you, if, if you, and brother, pastor, Dad Hagen used to say this all the time, uh, Kenneth Hagen Sr., he said, if you can't get in faith with somebody, just put it in neutral, let them pull you, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I, and the Lord, Lord said, if you can't get in faith with your wife, then put it in neutral. Don't, don't, don't you be resisting it. And I said, Lord, I, I want a five-bedroom house. But I, 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 I'll just back off. I won't say anything else. Because we, they were like 450000 and up. So finally, we, we went up there. We, we met a realtor through the pastor. We went and looked at this house, and it was uh, six bedrooms. And I was like, wow. The lady was wanting to sell the house, and it wasn't even for sale. She was just wanting to sell it because it was, actually she was remodeling, and then she decided, you know, it's too much. She'd gone through a divorce. i got to get out of here. And she said, just make me an offer. And I was like, well, what does that mean? I Compared to the prices we had seen, it's, it's almost three acres in town. Had a swimming pool, wow. pool house. It was and we were just like, wow. So we, we said, well, this is what we can do. We, 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 can, we can do this. It was, I think, 253000 And she says, I can do that. But if you'll just do five more thousand, if you give me, I need five, 258. Well, we, we did it. And uh, so, so my, there was exceedingly abundantly above all. So we had a guest bedroom. You know, it was, it was crazy. So I've learned to let, let your wife... You know, if she's got the faith, just join in. You know, amen. Let her pull you if you have to. Amen. I'm sure you've done some of that. Oh, amen. man. I have no <laughs> idea. My, my wife has stretched me so many times, it's it's unbelievable. I got stretch marks. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. You know, I'm I like talking that. about being pregnant. I've yeah, got we got, I'm pregnant. He's got stretch marks. Wow. <laughs> I just want to encourage our viewers today that are watching that if this is speaking to your heart and God has placed vision within you to just hang on to that vision and keep moving forward because this is such an amazing testimony. If you hear Chris's story and we want to encourage you to get his book, which he's going to tell you all about that in just a minute and how to get that book. But it really resonates with me and our vision, even with this network, with Cornerstone Global Media Network, when God has placed this within our heart 
years ago, and that even during the time of COVID, that we actually stepped out on faith and began to do the network, Amen. Um, Amen. to do the platform, you know, but it was a, a process of time. But it's you stepping out and then God making the way. Mm. It's not always that he makes the way, then you step out. Did that work that way for you? Or was it stepping out? It and was then always, him? you're always stepping out. You yeah. step out. Same wow. thing with our movie, Hope Has a Name. You step, he steps. And as you read Chris's book, you'll find that out. But it's such an encouragement to know that he places the vision with you. He plants that seed. He impregnates you with that mm, vision. And that Lord. it grows. And as you nurture that and you're faithful to that, it will grow. And then, you, you know, it's birth. So I just want to encourage you. Um, to be true to that vision and to um, just nurture it and watch what Ooh, God does good. that. So we want to give Chris a moment to share with you how to um, purchase the book and even to partner with him in his ministry. Listen, let me encourage you because Future Now, what they're doing is so incredible. And you'll get a challenge out of this book that will cause you possibly to become pregnant with vision. Yes. And as you do, there's there's potential for you to either partner with him or he will help facilitate a similar ministry, if I understood yes, the book. Yes, yes, that's the goal. Because the, the goal is, and, and you realize that he could not reach everybody in America, although you want to, but as an individual and a small team, you're actually looking for partners, not just to fund but actually to come on board and do some stuff. So, Well, it's really easy to get the book. You can go to our uh, website. It's chrismusgroveministries.com, chrismusgroveministries.com, and I think he's going to put a, uh, put that up for you to see it. And uh, the, listen, we've decided that this book has got to be in the hands. My publisher told me, I, I want you to sell books, but I don't— don't try to make a living selling books. Get this book into the hands of as many people as possible. And that's going to be the best thing you can do for the kingdom of God. And I realize that. And we have been giving the books away. But they are on sale. In fact, for the month of February, you can buy one book and for for, for $12. It's, it's normally $15.95. We're doing, for $12, you get two. Wow. So you, wow. It's a BOGO. Buy one, get yeah. one free. And um, and if you and if you absolutely want this book and you don't have the money, if you'll write to us, the address, everything's on our website, or, or email us, or you can go on there. We will send you the book for free. If you don't have the money, I'm telling you, we don't want we don't want money to be a problem. In fact, if somebody told me they want me to send this book to a, a group of people that, that don't have ways to get, we'll we'll make it we'll make it available. And that's our, our promise. We, we realize this is, this is the gospel. We want to get it out. Our ministry website, because of, we go into public schools, we have to kind of keep it separated. It's called futurenow.us. It's more of a site for administrators and, and, and students and stuff can go to. But futurenow.us, and you can, and you can, you can write us at info at futurenow.us, or you can just go to our website, find out more about our ministry. We go into the schools during the day do a program on vision, purpose, and destiny. We proclaim the good news. We just can't tell them where we're getting our information. We don't give them scripture and verse. I've learned to, the Bible says in Proverbs 29, 18, without a vision, my people perish. Right. We've learned to say, if you don't know where you're going, you'll take every road. And that's my story. When I got the vision, everything worked out, you know, and God has the vision. So in that night when they come back, the FCA clubs and all the Christian clubs invite them back, we share the gospel with them. So that's the, the story. It's called Journey to My Future Now. We're actually working on a study guide, my sister, who's brilliant. 
uh, Lauren Lewis. We're working on a study guide, and I've got I've got a couple of youth pastors that's working with us because there's so many teaching moments in there, mm-hmm. and it's going to be called Journey to Your Future now. That's great. And it'll just be a, 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 a you know companion study guide that you can use to find a vision, to find that place, to find that gifting. So we're really excited about that as well. Amen. Well, Amen. Well, we want to thank you for joining us again today on Wisdom from Above. Uh, we hope that you will join with Chris, partner with him, help him do the ministry. And I'm going to tell you, you're not going to go wrong in investing in the kingdom and in souls. So we, we really want to urge you and encourage you to do that in Jesus' name. God bless Amen. you and God keep you. you. We will see you again shortly. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Faith Works Podcast. If you like what you heard today, please be sure to visit us at cornerstonegm.org for books, blogs, movies, and spiritual growth. You can also follow us on Facebook or Instagram at Lisa Henderson, and that's Lisa L-E-S-A, and at Ken Henderson, or you can follow our ministries at My Salt Life Church and at Cornerstone Global M. See you next week.